Welcome to Soul Power, the experience. My name is Riri Brown. I am your host. And today we're just going to do a little look back on 2020 and look forward to the year 2021. Do a little recap of um, what we went through in 2020 and um, just um, kind of build on what we're going to go through and what we look to go through, I should say, in the year 2021. And um, I'm going to have a co-host with me who happens to be Ali Bay from Be The Power platform. So listen, I don't want you to go anywhere. I want you to stay where you are because we will be right back in a few minutes right after these messages. Looking for some Southern style seafood? Come down to the Lobster Queen, located at the Craftsman's Lounge, 230 Passage Street, Hackensack, with an extensive menu from lobster tail platters to seafood boils. The Lobster Queen has what your taste buds are looking for seafood mac and cheese, deep fried shrimp platters, deep fried okra, deep fried salmon fillets, deep fried sasho crab sandwiches on a toasted brioche roll with the famous Riri sauce, and so much more. Fridays, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., and Saturdays, 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. Call your orders in for grab and go only. 551-587-3656. Masks and social distancing are enforced. Get your family on down to the Lobster Queen, 230 Passage Street in Hackensack, New Jersey, located in the Craftsman's Lounge. See you there. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Power the Experience. Again, my name is Riri Brown, and I have with me today Mr. Ali Bay, who happens to be one of the brothers from Be the Power, from the Be the Power movement, the platform that is on every Tuesday and Thursday from 8.30 p.m. Right? 8.30 p.m. to 10 30 sometimes 11 mm-hmm. <laughs> depending right. on what the conversation well, is supposed to be we try to keep it under two hours but it never seems to work out that way i know i know because the, the yeah. conversation is so powerful it's like how do you how do you really cut that off you know mm-hmm. but i'm just so happy to have you with me today because we're going to recap 2020 and hopefully look forward to a, a better 2021. I don't, don't know how much better it's going to be, but, mm. you know, look forward to a better 2021. H- how was your 2020? Wow. Well, I'll say this. I'm I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 2020 has been a very, very telling year in terms of... Uh, in terms of exposing a lot about, um, you know, this country, mm-hmm. about the citizenry, about the society, the atmosphere, the political environment, the economic environment, the vulnerability of America has been exposed. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. And I'm just glad that, uh, you know, I'm here. We've lost a lot of loved ones, unfortunately. Yeah. Too many. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm blessed to be here. So 2020 for me is is, is been devastating to say the least. Right. 
Yeah, me too. I mean, for me, it started off. For me personally, it started off with me going on to dialysis January seventh. And the other mm-hmm. thing, I think it went. It was. It became horrible and terrible for everybody when Kobe and his daughter died. And I feel like from that point on, it just went downhill in America. Then you had the pandemic, you know, and I'm sure quite a, a lot of other things in between that. Because from what I understand, the pandemic really started in. November, December. Yeah, well, that's why they call it COVID nineteen mm-hmm. because COVID really stands for um, coronavirus, and ID'd in the year of twenty nineteen. So they actually ID coronavirus twenty nineteen. You know, like Donald Trump always talks about it coming out of China. So. <laughs> They kind of ID that particular virus, that strain of the virus, because mm-hmm. coronavirus has been around for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But that particular strain of it, they ident- identified it in 2019 as coming out of um, Wuhan, China. Right, right. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and that makes sense. But yeah, it's been a trying year. We lost so many people, so many um, entertainers, so many family members. I know. I mean, I was just talking to. Um, a young lady the other day and she said that um, you know because her I think it was her cousin passed away from it and mm. didn't have any kind of symptoms at all uh, he was asymptomatic and she said she had just been talking to him and an hour later she got a call saying that he just dropped dead and autopsy mm. showed that he had coronavirus and I'm like see people wow. don't even understand that it's, you don't even have to have the symptoms you know, for us to go through right. something like this um, in this day and time, I don't, I don't know if life is ever going to be. I mean, I'm sure it'll be the same. It'll go back like we came out of the Spanish flu. But I don't know something about this one to me that I feel like it's just going to be so different now. Well, you know? I remember the time of the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the early 1900s. You're not talking about the developed nation that it is now. Right. And so a lot of the things, a lot of the um, amenities and things that makes Americans comfortable are the very things that left America susceptible to the spread of the virus the way that it spread. Mm-hmm. Movie theaters, um, hotels, cruise ships. You know, you didn't have access to all of that kind of stuff when the Spanish flu was around. I'm not saying that there were no hotels or you know, maybe even a cruise ship. I don't know when the first cruise ship <laughs> but most most Americans didn't have access to cruise ships and airplanes and traveling around the world, you know, and and, and things that would help to spread that disease the way that you know, COVID-19 was spread mm-hmm. by way of cruise ships and airplanes and people traveling around the world so it's it's different so I do think that things are going to change they have to change because again what we've seen is that the country has been left vulnerable Mm -hmm. due to these things that the world and Americans in particular have gotten used to right right yeah, and that makes sense. That makes sense, too. And, I, you know, I was also reading how, you know, because of um, uh, um, 
Oh my God, what's it called? The way the temperature is, you know. Um, oh God. Mm-hmm. Global warming. Global warming. Thank you. I'm sorry. Because of global mm-hmm. warming, that more diseases are going to come down out of the out of the atmosphere because it was frozen for so long or whatever. And now they're afraid that mm-hmm. other diseases are going to start coming down because of the global warming. And that's why you know they're trying to, I guess, sustain um, the planet to to stop the the warming so much or what. I don't know how they're going to do that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were, I was reading and I said, oh my God, you know, you think about it, it, it kind of makes sense not even understanding it fully. I'm like, wow, you know, what other diseases are up there that's been frozen for so long and now coming, you know, coming back? They were talking about some other disease coming back and they're trying to do, get immunizations mm-hmm. together for that disease that they feel is going to come back. I'm like, God, right. are you kidding me? It's just too much. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Like I said, it's it's been exposed. Yeah. Vulnerable, man. The people have been exposed and, and not just in terms of um in terms of being susceptible to disease, mm-hmm. but you're talking about the fact that the, the that America's medical industry was not prepared for anything like this. Right. You know, no one was prepared. Nobody, I mean, it's not just America, but nobody. we're here, so we got to talk about America. So mm-hmm. our country was just not prepared, man. Right. And then, obviously, the president's response, or lack thereof, not just the president, Congress, too. Right. In terms of their response to the spread of this virus, you know, that contributed to it. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. And, and I mean, pe- the numbers, I mean, people can say, oh, the numbers are not truly correct. But let me tell you this. I know people personally that's dropping dead from it. And for anything to just take us out the way it's taking us out, they should have been on top of this from the door. They were not on top of it. Our government was not on top of this thing when it first when they first recognized what it was. And it was telling right. when 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 they had uh our president, you know, his conversation recorded with that that journalist and he's saying, Oh, this is a bad one. This is not like any kind of flu or anything like that. This is something that's you know, he knew what it was. But he didn't do anything because right. he was so busy trying to, you know, make himself look good. So, you know, because he wanted to run again, he wanted he thought by ignoring oh, yeah. it, it was going to go away. Crazy. Right. Well, there were a number of people, you know, in, in, in the Republican Party who took that position, mm-hmm. you know, that if if we kind of ignore it, you know, it'll run its course or as they talk about, um, uh, immunity, herd immunity. Right. There's no guarantee that herd immunity will work, you know, but they're willing to try these things and risk the lives of American citizens mm-hmm. just so that they don't have to be responsible as the government is charged with being responsible for the public welfare, the general welfare and the public safety of the citizens of this country, you know? Right. And they trying to abdicate the responsibility because it plays, you know, that's a part of the politics. Right, right. Part of the politics is conservatism. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And doing stuff for the citizens 
goes outside of conservatism. They really didn't want to pass these particular pieces of legislation that were put in place to help the Americans. And even with some of the last things we saw, mm-hmm. we see that they're leaning towards trying to put a whole bunch of money into corporations, into foreign aid. That was one of the things that was complained about that Trump was actually right about in terms of um, the problems with the last piece of legislation that was just passed. You know, so hopefully this new Congress will rewrite that legislation, update it, do what needs to be done. Part of the the issue was this two thousand dollar checks versus the six hundred dollar checks. You know, right? Um, I think the strategy of the Democrats was to just get this bill passed, win the two seats in Georgia uh, for the Senate, and go ahead and rework. Go- Go ahead and rework the legislation. Right. You know, so um, that's what Biden and, you know, this new administration is talking about doing at this point. Right. Was to try to rework that legislation, mm-hmm. boost it up to the $2,000 and add more money to it to fill out, you know, what's needed for unemployment, you know, benefits for citizens, aid for, um, you know, businesses that are in trouble, etc. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope I hope it works. I hope that, I hope it really, you know, comes through. I really do. Um, OK, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and um, on the other side of this thing. And we're going to take it a little further for 2020. Looking for some Southern-style seafood? Come down to the Lobster Queen, located at the Craftsman's Lounge, 230 Passe Street, Hackensack, with an extensive menu from lobster tail platters to seafood boils. The Lobster Queen has what your taste buds are looking for. Seafood mac and cheese. Deep-fried shrimp platters. Deep-fried okra. Deep-fried salmon fillets. Deep-fried sausage crab sandwiches on a toasted brioche roll with the famous Riri sauce and so much more. Fridays, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Saturdays, 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. Call your orders in for grab and go only. 551-587-3656. Masks and social distancing are enforced. Get your family on down to the Lobster Queen, 230 Passage Street in Hackensack, New Jersey, located in the Craftsman's Lounge. See you there. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to our show. This is, again, my name is Riri Brown. I'm here with Ali Bay from the Be the, Pla- Be the Power platform. And you can see them every Tuesday and Thursday on YouTube from 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time to around 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, so we just wanted to come back and finish our conversation about the wrap-up of uh, 2020. And the type of year we've had has been a tragic year for everybody. I don't know too many people that's had a great year. Not saying that it didn't happen for some people, but I would just say the majority of us did not have a, a good year at all. And, and um, mm-hmm. speaking of, of that, I, I don't think our president was having a good year either. Not only because he 
knew about this virus and decided not to attack it from the door. But, you know, he lost an election and he didn't want to he didn't want to concede. He didn't want to let it go. And he kept it going up until now, which we all know what what went on. What do you feel about that? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, that's exactly what happened. Um, You know, the failure to concede the race, Mm -hmm. you know, the 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 fake uh, charges of, of election fraud. You know, voter fraud, mm-hmm. you know, um, the the um, inflammatory speeches being given by him, not only him, but other members of the GOP, mm-hmm. um, starting with um, challenging the outcome of the election to making a claim that the election was stolen and that this country needs, you know, that the the true American citizens of this country need to fight. Mm-hmm. To get this country back, to take this country back, uh, fight. Um, it's a whole bunch of things that they were saying. You know, people like Donald Trump, Rudolph Giuliani, Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. other members of, of uh, the Senate and the House who were inciting and basically incited mob violence, which culminated uh, in, in, a, in, in a siege or insurrectionist acts on the Capitol building uh, just the other day. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we all saw it. And and here's my issue. You know, I don't have a problem with anybody who wants to protest. Everybody has a right to protest. My issue was when we were protesting, when George Floyd happened and we protested, I mean, the army, the brigade, the everybody was out on top of us from the door. Everybody was on top of us. They was, they was shooting rubber bullets. They was, you know, shooting um, tear gas into everybody and everything. And no police officers, nobody got killed, right? These people because they're not the same complexion as us, was able to go up there to the Capitol, go in the Capitol, bust it down, kill a cop, you know, urinate and, and, and do everything else in the, in the hallways of the place, smoke weed, you know, destroy the offices, steal paperwork, steal trophies, steal all kinds, do all kinds of things. And the army came when, I don't if the army came, somebody came, they came way later, you know, um, and then, we only got how many arrests so far? That would have been, everybody would have been dead. Everybody would have been arrested. You know, it would have been all kind of stuff. It would have been those black people, you see what they do, they don't know, blah, blah, blah. But no, I don't hear any, it's, it's just like the, uh, um, uh, CNN was saying, they're thugs. They were. They said it straight up and down. It was like, these are white thugs. These are, There were no black people involved. Okay, these, call it like it is, they were all white domestic terrorists. But why is that okay for them to be able to do this still in America? They're able to do this and the backlash on it is near to nothing. Not feeling that. And at this point in time, we need to figure out what can we do about things like that? Hmm. Well, you know, listen, this country starting from its colonial period, moving into the time where it became the United States of America. Mm -hmm. This country was founded on the ideology 
of what they call white supremacy, what is today known as white supremacy. It wasn't necessarily known as that early on, right? But what it actually is, is Christian extremism and Christian terrorism. That is the root of what's called white supremacy today. That's what white supremacy morphs out of. It comes out of that. Mm -hmm. And that's been the foundation of this country from its inception. If you look at some of the founding documents, and when I say that, I'm not even talking about the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution. Right. But if you go to some of the founding documents, even of the colony of the of the colonial period, Mm -hmm. the colonial charters, you'll see that Christianity is ingrained in that the advancement, the push or the advancement of Christendom into the Western Hemisphere and onto other people who are not of the Christian nations of Europe. You see that this whole idea of the usurpation and the uh, conquest mm-hmm. of other people by force is has been rooted in what European Americans have been about from the colonial period forward. Even before the colonial period, you find this same Christian extremism and Christian terrorism mm-hmm. Coming from the papal bulls of the church. Right. You can look these up. There's some papal bulls. This is for the, for whoever's listening who might be interested. What am I talking about? Right. White supremacy is rooted in a couple of documents, right? You can find it rooted in a couple of documents called papal bulls, right? Mm-hmm. One is called the Ilias Qui, issued by a pope by the name of Eugene. Another one's called the Dumb Diversus. And another one's called the Romanus Pontifex. Mm-hmm. These particular papal bulls were issued by the popes of the Roman Catholic Church and issued to issued to European conquerors who had just finished fighting with the Moors in, in of Africa and in, in, you know who had been in Spain and in Portugal and other places in Europe mm-hmm. they just finished fighting with or towards the end of their fights with them between 1450s and the 1490s and expelling the rebellious ones from Spain where they went back into Africa they began to then underneath the authority of these papal bulls move into Africa this is how your slave trade starts. Mm, okay. Your slave trade starts with the authorization of these through these papal bulls. And so anyway, fast forward to today. Right. I had made a statement on one of our programs that what we see today as white supremacy is just an extension of the crusades of the Christian powers against the African Islamic Moorish powers. Mm. That same thing is manifest today and what you see as a siege or act of insurrection on the Capitol building, Hmm. right? Why am I saying that? Understand what happened in the election. Mm -hmm. In this election, Native Black Americans, Black America, period, but Native Black Americans in particular showed political power and strength and unity in their votes, 
came out in large numbers, mm-hmm. unprecedented numbers, and not only did they put a president in office that they wanted in office, but they was able to maintain control of the of the house, and they were able to tie the GOP in the Senate with the Kamala Harris, who was the vice president, is now the president of the Senate, who would be the tiebreaker. Right. So that tips the balance of power towards the party that most black Americans are affiliated with, which is the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. That's right. Two significant things in all of that. The state of Pennsylvania and the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Going in the Democratic direction, particularly Georgia, a red state, one of the former Confederate states. Going in the way of the Democrats based on black voter turnout. What you see in Washington or what you saw in Washington, the anger, the vitriol, mm-hmm. the 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 venom, the feces, the urine, mm. the deaths that occurred is a result of Christian extremists, Christian terrorists mm-hmm. hating the fact that these people who are the descendants of the people who were formerly slaves in this country, mm-hmm. outmaneuvered them politically mm-hmm. and showed political strength. It's driving them crazy. Say it. That's right. That's what it is. This is a long fight. This is a centuries-old fight that is goes all the way back to the time of the conflict between the African Islamic Moors and the European Christians. It's just a continuation of that. You can even take it back even further mm-hmm. to the time of the fights between the Carthaginians and the Romans. This is a long fight, long, centuries-long fight between the powers of good and the powers of evil. Mm-hmm. Man, listen. That's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. It's, it's not too many, you know... I know a lot of people, not too many people that realize, understand what's going on like that. So I appreciate you breaking that down because, man, I'm like listening to you and I'm saying for real, this is so this is all true. But um, it's all true. Yeah, there's there's two books. Let me t- let me just say this. There's two books that people I know can, it. can check out. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Let me know if we're running over the time period. We got you got 10 seconds before we go to break. Two books. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll wait till we come out of the break because I want to go into okay. what those books are. Okay, guys, we will come back and don't go anywhere because we got a lot more information coming. Looking for some Southern-style seafood? Come down to the Lobster Queen, located at the Craftsman's Lounge, 230 Passe Street, Hackensack, with an extensive menu from lobster tail platters to seafood boils. The Lobster Queen has what your taste buds are looking for. Seafood mac and cheese. Deep-fried shrimp platters. Deep-fried okra. Deep-fried salmon fillets. Deep-fried sausage crab sandwiches on a toasted brioche roll with the famous Riri sauce and so much more. Fridays, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Saturdays, 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. 
Call your orders in for Grab and Go only. 551-587-3656. Masks and social distancing are enforced. Get your family on down to the Lobster Queen, 230 Passage Street in Hackensack, New Jersey, located in the Craftsman's Lounge. See you there. We are back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. So, I was thinking during the break, I was like, thinking about these quote-unquote protesters. Man, to me, the way they did that thing, it was so not protestingly like it got to be something worse it got to be called something worse than that because they were not protesting what, what, what would you call that Ali no listen whenever our people are gunned down mm-hmm. unarmed black people being gunned down by police or people pretending to be police because in this country you don't even have to be a cop you could just pretend like you you, you know Mm-hmm. You know, you some kind of public safety person or whatever, because whiteness grants you the authority to 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 act a certain way, mm-hmm. right? You and, and particularly when it relates to black men and black uh, people in general, right? Um, no, so they called us thugs every time there's a protest, right. and anytime some violence breaks out, they call us thugs. Complete disregard for how this country was established. This country was established on violence. Remember, they said no taxation without representation, Mm -hmm. right? And then they went to war against their own sovereign authority in in Britain, Mm -hmm. went to a war with them, engaged in a deadly war with their own sovereign nation, Britain. (laughs) But then they turn around and tell us, when we're subject to extrajudicial murders, mm-hmm. lynchings, mm-hmm. they tell us that we're being savages and that we are thugs and animals and all of this kind of nonsense like this. Yet they're the ones slinging shit and piss all over the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. These are the descendants of the Dark Ages. Right. That's who these people are. And so as descendants of the Dark Ages, a better word for what they're doing mm-hmm. is insurgent anarchists that's who they are insurgent anarchists who are engaging in acts of insurrection and they are guilty of treason the so called president Donald Trump is a seditious president right Right. those are the words that apply to them they're terrorists everything that they did fits the definition of terrorism absolutely terrorism So, again, you're looking at the the descendants of the Dark Ages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're looking at the descendants of the Dark Ages who came and formed, tried to form what they call the Confederate States of America. And here they are again, bringing Confederate flags into the Capitol building. I saw that. Bringing Nazism into the Capitol building and on the the grounds of of, of the the federal grounds of the Capitol building. Nazism, and they weren't by this, by themselves. There were police officers and and so and and other people involved in that. Remember, yeah, they were. Remember, the FBI did a report 
mm-hmm. on the fact that many police agencies in this country have been infiltrated by white supremacist organizations. They so sure you did. Have, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yes. People can look that up. You have the very fact that you have police organizations. Some some police officers have been identified as being part of that melee that occurred down there. Mm-hmm. And the support you can look at some of the videos these guys some of these guys stood around while people were coming in breaking through glass windows mm-hmm. busting through doors everything stealing stuff the one guy stole a podium and put it on ebay or something for like it, it, they had it up to like 30 something thousand dollars at one point wow trying to sell it, that podium or whatever it was that he stole up out of the capitol building sheesh that's crazy <clears throat> but yet they tell us. you that you're thugs <laughs> because you they they'll capture some guy coming out of a store with a TV or somebody coming out of a store with a pair of shoes or whatever the case is. That's right. Right, we got I, mean, I got all kinds of images of white people during the George Floyd protest, white people particularly in Minneapolis coming out of these stores. This year has been man, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. It's been very 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 telling yes. because a lot of the turn up in this country surrounding George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, a lot of the turnup has been white folks. Right. White folks getting busy out there, turning up, Mm -hmm. damaging shit, burning shit. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. Getting into it with the cops, getting hit with with rubber bullets, all of that. Yep. And so, you know, that's, that's what it is. Insurrectionists, insurrectionists, they are insurgent anarchists. And as far as I know, they're planning on coming back mm-hmm. at the time of the inauguration, allegedly. I heard, yes, I heard that as well. Yes. So before we went to break, I said um, there was two books mm-hmm. that I thought people should take interest in. One book is called The Invention of the White Race mm-hmm. by a man named Theodore W. Allen. It comes in two volumes. Okay. The Invention of the White Race. And there's another book. It's a much older book. Um, I don't remember off the top the name of the author, but it's a book called The Discovery of America and Outgrowth of the Conquest of the Moors by the Spaniards. The Discovery of America and Outgrowth of the Conquest of the Moors by the Spaniards. Mm -hmm. So what these two things talk about uh, in terms of the relationship between African Americans and white supremacists, what's called white supremacists, which I really recognize as Christian extremism and Christian terrorism, mm-hmm. is it kind of gives you a guide to what you're looking at. So you have the invention of the white race. Right. You have the discovery of America as an outgrowth of the conquest of the Moors by the Spaniards. And before that, there's another book that people should really check out. It's a book by a man. uh, uh, He was a Portuguese historian Mm -hmm. by the name of Azurara, also known as Zurara or Azurara. Right? Ienes de Azurara. Mm -hmm. and it's called The Conquest of Guinea. 
So you go from the conquest of Guinea to the discovery of America being the outgrowth of the conquest of the Moors by the Spaniards to the invention of the white race in colonial America during the colonial period. Whiteness is something that was created during the 1600s, mm-hmm. during the American colonial period. Right. And it was created for a specific purpose, and that had to do with racial oppression and social control. Mm -hmm. This is an actual fact. So under the guise of whiteness, Mm -hmm. under the guise of whiteness, you see what we're calling white supremacy, what we're calling insurrection, what we're calling uh, these insurgent anarchists who are guilty of treason. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it is, you know. Is it basically these are acts of white supremacists, uh, uh, Christian extremists, Christian right. terrorism. Right. That's what this is. Yeah. It's an outgrowth of Christian ideology. Right. The Crusades never ended; it just continued. Just continued. This right. is an extension of it. Right. Well, we can see that clearly. Um, this year, well, last year, we, we saw that clearly. This year is starting off like that, too. Now, I just want to make sure I get the names of those books down so that, you know, everyone can try to, you know, can go ahead and and, uh, and research these books. What's the name of the first book? Well, there was three. I mentioned, I said two, but it was really three. three. Yes. What the, is first the first one book? that brings you back to some of the earlier origins uh-huh. is a book by a man named Ines uh, De Zorara. Okay. Right. Gomez Enes de Zorara, or Azorara, also known as Azorara or Zorara for short. It's called the Conquest of Guinea. Zorara was a Portuguese historian and chronicler, contemporary at the time that that's that the conquest of the uh, the uh, Europeans coming out of Portugal and Spain into Africa mm-hmm. he's at the time that this was happening he was there chronicling the events so he's contemporary he's a contemporary historian okay number one number two mm-hmm. there's another book and I forget the name of the author okay called The Discovery of America an Outgrowth of the Conquest of the Moors by the Spaniards the next book after that and you can look that up you can Google it and then that information will come up. Okay, so wait, because I'm slow and I'm <laughs> trying to put it down. So, The Discovery of America and what's the name, the rest and of the outgrowth. name? The Outgrowth. And Outgrowth. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. And Outgrowth, uh huh. Of the Conquest of the Moors by the Spaniards. Wow. I can't wait to read that. The next book which is again in two volumes is called the invention of the white race by a man named Theodore W. Allen. Okay. Three, three important books in terms of chronicling or giving you a direct line of Christian extremism against the African presence in the world from the time of the conquest of Guinea, so-called conquest of Guinea by the conquistadors of the Spaniards and Portuguese going into Africa, beginning the what's called the Atlantic slave trade and beginning to bring Africans 
into the Western world as enslaved people. Um, and that just continues on mm-hmm. into what today we see as white supremacy, um, 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 segregation, um, um, bigotry, all of these things of that nature is rooted in what took place between and in, in what took place between the Moorish, pre- the Moorish, the African Moors, mm-hmm. and the European Christians. It's rooted in that, and it moves forward into today's time. There's even documentation speaking to that. As a matter of fact, it was a piece from. Uh, it was either John Kennedy or Robert Kennedy that actually mentions that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another letter. There was a. It's very interesting. Another piece from a man named J.B. Stoner, who was, I think, a Grand Wizard or Grand Dragon or Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, who wrote a letter, mm-hmm. believe it or not, to Elijah Muhammad, and he broke down much of this history in detail, explaining to him the relationship between whites and blacks being rooted in the relationship between the African Islamic Moors and the European Christians. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. And you know, it's just like... We are the descendants of those African Islamic Moors. The, the principal tribes that made up the Moorish tribes right. are the people that were imported into America. Mm-hmm. The people known as the Moors who went into Spain and Portugal and other places in Europe, mm-hmm. those people that were known as Moors, there were a number of West African tribes that comprised who was known as Moors. And a lot of those the people from those tribes are the people who were imported into the Americas for the purpose of slave labor. Your Wolof people. Right. Your Hausa people, your Mandinka, your Fula or Fulani, mm-hmm. your Fulbe, your Bambara, your 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 your, uh, your Mandate, you know, so on, Igbo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A, a lot of these people from these different tribes of people are the people who comprise what was called the Moorish tribes, or the people who went into Spain and were known to the world or to to other people as Moors. Right. Those are the those people, those tribes are the tribes that our ancestors came from. Wow. So they know that. Right. Yeah. The Europeans yeah. knew that. They knew that when they were importing these people. Right. Right. Mende, Temne, Baga, Susu, the Baga people, the Susu people, the Mende, the, the Temne people. Mm-hmm. These you can look them up to this day. Just about every tribe that I've mentioned outside of maybe the Igbo and and, and, and a couple of others maybe mm-hmm. are still Islamic tribes. Come from Islamic ancestors. They know. See, they, they a lot of these people. I don't know about right now, but back when they were this Atlantic slave trade thing was happening, they knew this. They knew what it was dealing with. They knew that they needed. Certain types of people with certain ingenuity to help them survive and to help them build in this country. Mm-hmm. Those Moorish people already had that, already had that reputation based on what was built in West Africa and the things that were built in Spain and in, in that they built in Europe. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was about to so, ask you what part of Africa, and you said West Africa. Okay. Western Africa. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, all of that to say that what we're looking at in terms of this type of insane behavior coming from these people who call themselves white in this country is the fact that they feel that their Christian extremism, their whiteness, their dominance as so-called white people in this country is being threatened, particularly the so-called white man. Mm-hmm. The dominance is being threatened. The fact that black Americans demonstrated and exercised the political prowess and power that they did. But look at this. So Stacey Abrams mm-hmm. had an election stolen from her when she was running from governor mm-hmm. for governor of Georgia. Right. The now sitting governor stole the election from her by way of his ability to tamper with the electoral process. He was able to do it because of the position that he held when he was also running. Right. He was able to do it. He, he was able to steal the election. It was a very, very close election, but they stole it from the system. Mm-hmm. But what she, what she did was create an organization that went about the business of registering black people to vote. Right. That's new right. voters, you know, a lot of times you got to target the new voters coming in from out of uh, out of high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those who were not able to vote at the time that would then, you know, four years late, two years late, four years later, whatever, right. be able to vote. You got to start registering those people coming up out of high school. That's right. Getting that voter base built up. And that's what Stacey Abrams did with her organization. And was able to fight off and ward off the Republicans claim uh, uh, that voter fraud was happening and to in trying to get the courts to throw out thousands upon thousands of black votes in Georgia and in Pennsylvania in the Philadelphia area. They were trying to get judges to throw these votes out and not be counted. Mm-hmm. Voter suppression. This is what they were trying to engage in. Right. And so the fact that it didn't work, the judiciary didn't work for them. The electoral process didn't work for them. Mm-hmm. We outmaneuvered them. Now you see these people going crazy because in their minds, whiteness is being attacked. White right. dominance is being attacked. So they're going crazy. Mm-hmm. That's why you hear them talk about, we got to take our government back. We got to take our government back. All of this nonsense. Right. Right. Because they feel like the white man is losing his position of authority and power and dominance in this country and in their minds this was a white man's country which was always bullshit it was never no fuck it was never no white man's country right that's right but that's what they feel so anyway what, what, what else you want to build on <laughs> oh i want to say this too right because it's important you know you have you know um the idea of Removing him from office, right? Right. You hear people talking about the twenty. Yes, Amendment. let's talk about that. Yes. How do you feel about? What do you What do you see? There? Well, the twenty fifth Amendment, uh, Section Four, I believe that's the section that they're referring to, says this: uh, Whenever the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments mm-hmm. or of such other body as Congress may by law provide, transmit to the president pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives, their written declaration Mm -hmm. 
that the president is unable to charge the powers and duties of his office, the vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting president. Mm -hmm. There's more to that section, but that's the pertinent part, right? Right. So, so what happened? Donald Trump abandoned his office. Mm -hmm. He went missing in action. Things that needed to take place in order to quell this rebel, this attempted rebellion, he didn't, and he didn't act upon. No, he didn't. He didn't act upon his duties. Right. His sworn oath to uphold the Constitution and, to, and to, to, to carry out his duties as the president of the United States. That's why people were talking about uh, um, invoking the Fifth Amendment, mm -hmm. which Vice President Pence could do. He actually turned on Pence. Yes, he did. Because Pence wouldn't help him try to overthrow the election. Right. You know, he turned on the vice president. He tried to... To, to undermine democracy in a number of ways. Mm -hmm. The people have spoken through their votes. He wanted to undermine that. He wanted to undermine the black vote by having thousands of black votes thrown out. And then, because that didn't work, he incites an insurrection. Yes. So, the fact of the matter is, this man abandoned his office to become a criminal. Absolutely. And to engage in seditious criminal activity and to implore other people to engage in criminal activity. So the fact of the matter is the 25th Amendment should be and could be and very well should be applied at this point. So now there's also talk about impeachment. Let me let me just read a little bit of what um what Bernie Sanders okay. actually had to say about why impeachment um is something that should happen even though there is a little bit of time left uh, in, you know, in his presidency. It's only a few days left. Mm -hmm. So Bernie Sanders said this. Some people ask, why would you impeach and convict the president who has only a few days left in office? Right. Well, the answer is precedent. It, <laughs> it must be made clear that no president now or in the future can lead an insurrection against the United States government. Sure. Let me read something else that's, that was said by Bernie. Okay. Well, basically, that was it, because it's the same thing. He kind of re repeats himself, but the, the point is the same. Right. So, at the end of the day, it must be made clear that no president now or in the future can lead an insurrection against the United States government. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. If you don't like the country, if you think about what they've been telling black Americans, particularly native black Americans for so many years, if you don't like it, go back to Africa. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is something they should have learned from the Civil War. Civil War, when they tried to secede from the Union and overthrow the United States government. Right. One of the things that Abraham Lincoln made clear in a speech was, this is a perpetual union, an indestructible perpetual perpetual union. That's the purpose of it. Mm -hmm. That was the way it was set up by the so-called founders to be a perpetual union, indestructible. Right. Not something that can be dissolved. However, however, mm -hmm. individuals who have a problem with being citizens of the United States can expatriate. So any of those so-called white people 
who are having a problem with how democracy is functioning now that is not doing exactly what they wanted to do. Right. You know what they can do? They can take themselves, expatriate and get the hell out of here and go on back to their people's countries of origin. Mm-hmm. Where did their tribes of people come from? They can go back to their countries of origin. Exactly. See, because our tribe built this place. Absolutely. We're not going nowhere. We're more American than many of these people that are in this country claiming to be white folks. Mm -hmm. Many of the people claiming to be white folks are actually immigrants who don't even have the legacy and the lineage in this country. The amount of time in this country that our particular tribe of people have here. Many of them are immigrants and Johnny come latelys who adopt the white identity when they come here and, and pretend that they are of the foundational whites who were here in the very beginning and mo- most of them are not. Right. Most of them are not. Most of them are of immigrant background like Trump, like Joe Biden and many others. Mm-hmm. We're foundational. They're not. And the one thing about us versus white people is black people never tried to tear up this country. We never tried to overthrow this government where white people did. White folks in this country tried to overthrow Very the United States government. Very destructive. They tried to tear the country up and create a whole new country called the Confederate States of America. They did that. They the ones hmm. initiated in a, a bloody, deadly civil war in this country, murdering white people, murdering other white people over it. Which obviously they're, they're willing to do at this point. Right. We see it based on what the, at least five people died. Five mm. white people. Think about this. A bunch of white people mm. marched on the Capitol building after listening to Donald Trump and being instructed by Donald Trump mm-hmm. to march on the Capitol building and fight for what's right. Yep. They went in there destroying the place, defiling the place, stealing things, stealing not only objects, Male mm-hmm. and defecating, spreading shit, slinging shit, pissing, and everything else. True descendants, true the, the actions of the true descendants of the Dark Ages, because that's the very thing that was going on during the Dark Ages. It was slinging and shit and pissing and everything else all over the place, right? Because they didn't have running water. Remember, it was the Dark Ages. They didn't have running water. They didn't have bathrooms until the Moors brought all of that stuff to them. Wow. They didn't bathe. They didn't bathe. They didn't do all of these things. The Moors taught them about all of that stuff. Right. Right. They didn't eat with forks. They ate with their dirty fingers. The Moors gave them utensils. Right. So, but the the point is, carrying on their natural actions, right? Yes. Being barbaric. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what they did. That's exactly what they did. Exactly what they did. Simply because black people outmaneuvered them this time. Yes. <laughs> That's what this is all about. That is. What it's really not about. so much about Joe Biden. On the surface, it appears like it's about Joe Biden and blah, blah, blah. It's really not about Joe Biden as much as it is about they want to be able to control America. They want to be able to dominate America. They want to be able to dominate the political processes in America. Mm-hmm. And when shit doesn't go the way they want it, they're letting you know they're willing to go crazy about it. Right. That's true. And listen, we're going to take a break real quick. But in our last part of our segment here, I want to come back and I want to talk about 
what you what you just said, what you hit on something with um with us out with the black people out thinking and outsmarting uh, them with this whole. Uh, I want to talk about that with the election and, and what we've done and what we can think to do in the future and everything else. Okay, we'll be right back with Ali Bay. everybody we're back with Ali Bay from Be The Power platform on YouTube Monday I'm sorry Tuesdays and Thursdays 8.30pm Eastern Time to 10 um, Ali right before the break we were talking a little bit about um, we were talking a lot about um, th- yeah I know I'm position. probably like all over the place but there's so much no, no, that's no. involved this is a good thing this is le- this is learning we, we learn on this show too so what I want to talk about with you though is the, the the part that you said right near the end about the position the black people um have been put have put the we put ourselves in with this whole election this term and everything like that and how we outsmarted um the system basically how what were you saying well, about what that? i was saying is black folks outmaneuvered mm-hmm. racist whites who would like to maintain what they think is white um supremacy Okay. Which is bogus. White supremacy is a sickness, mm-hmm. right? It's a mental retardation that a lot of people possess. It's a mental retardation that a lot of people possess. Mm-hmm. White supremacy, because whiteness is an ident. Whiteness is a fake identity that was contrived. It's not even a real thing. Why These do you people say that? that are calling themselves white are actually pink. Right. Mm-hmm. If you look at them, there are various co- types of shades of pink and other types of pale complexions. Right. None of them are white. Where did they get, like get that from? Where did they get it from? Well, white means purity. Purity means God. So that's where he got it from. Okay. White means purity. Purity means God. Whiteness has some symbolically been associated with purity throughout many cultures mm-hmm. over s- centuries several centuries across many cultures whiteness is associated with purity and it's associated with godliness right okay blackness has been associated with death and denigration right so the point is they're not white and we're not black people they misnamed everybody Mm -hmm. they created the colorized racial classification system right black brown red white and yellow they created that that's a contrivance of the european mind it's part of european psychology has nothing to do with biology or science they contrived all of that stuff for the purpose of social control and oppression. Right. They set it up like a totem pole. They set it up like a caste. In essence, it really is a caste type of system. The colorized racial classification system is really like a caste system. That's how it's functioned. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Our people. Yeah. 
have been bottom casted as Negroes, blacks, and colors. Right. And that is a bottom cast in this country. That is a bottom cast. It's the badge of the losing team. It's a badge of slavery. Negro, black, colored. These are badges of slavery. Yes. And it's the it, it is the these are the identities of the losing team in America. Mm-hmm. It was designed that way. Government picks winners and losers. It was designed that way. Right. Right. Well, now we, because I, 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 you know, I, I always thought about that. I always said, you know, where did who said that they were white and that they were black? Like, who made that up? You know what I'm saying? Like, who made those things up? These colors up for people to. to yeah, um, I mean, you know, there's research on that where you can go into is a is a man named Johann Friedrich Blumenbach. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there were uh, three guys that were dealing with anthropology and sociology. Um, Blumenbach is the one that I remember off top, and there are two other ones. I can't remember the names right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all dealt with creating racial classifications. Right. Um, they they talked about the Ethiopian race. Mm-hmm. You talked about the European, you talk about the American race, you know, um, and then these things got ascribed. You know, colors were attached to them after a while. Right. So the American became the red. The Asian race became yellow. The Ethiopian race became black. The Mediterranean race became brown. Now, this is interesting. And I know I'm getting off a subject because we're supposed to be talking about year 2020 because it makes sense it's going to lead us up to 2020 brownness pertain to Middle Eastern or Mediterranean people so the question now becomes how did the Latino people from the Caribbean become brown people originally brown was applied to the so called Mediterranean race right right but I'll tell you how it happened Europeans did that they apply these things to the different people. The American became the red man, right? Right. Became the red man. The Washington Redskins. That's the, that was the, the so-called Indians, right? Of, uh, of the, America. The so-called Indians, right? Yeah. The, the red. Mm-hmm. They saw some, some, and in some of the dictionaries, they call them copper color, but that copper color had a red tinge to it, right? For them, they said the red man yellow man is the Asian the the black man is the Ethiopian race the European is the white race right right the brown is the Mediterranean or nowadays Latin right <laughs> it's really funny really funny but anyway wow. Europeans created that and they misnamed everybody all of those are misnomers mm-hmm. they're all misnomers created and contrived by Europeans that's insane. Yeah. And so in 2020, we see um, we see all of this at play because none of it stops working. It continues to work because everybody plays their role in perpetuating it. Right. We see it continue. And it keeps continuing. Um, How do we what do we do about that? Well, one of the things that we have to do, the first thing has to be education. People have to know 
right? If you don't know that a, a problem even exists, you to, to acknowledge that it exists, you just you're gonna just continue doing whatever you was doing. Right. So the the fact of the matter is, a lot of people have to be made aware that there is a colorized racial classification system that was created by Europeans and that it is problematic because the way that them as the dominant society in this country use that colorized racial classification system, they use it for the purpose of oppression. Mm -hmm. They use it for the purpose of oppression. Okay. And a lot of people are able to come and attach themselves to whiteness. That's another problem. That's a fact. Everybody being able to claim whiteness, mm-hmm. even Latinos, right? So now you got an issue of brownness went from Mediterraneans to Latinos to now Latinos claiming to be white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And so what that does is it it helps to perpetuate the myth of a white majority in this country. Mm-hmm. And... The fact that you have a whole bunch of Europeans able to come to this country, immigrate to this country, and then claim to be white. These are not white people, right? Think about this. Right. These people are Russians, right? You have a Russian-American. You have a an Italian-American. You have a Greek-American. Mm-hmm. You have a Jewish-American. You have a Turkish-American. Mm-hmm. Right, you have all of these different kinds of American people. None of those people are descendants of the original white man in this country. Do you know who the original white man is in this country? Who's that? The original white man is the Anglo or Englishman who was of a certain age, owned a certain amount of property. A certain status in the in the colonial society, mm-hmm. and a Christian, Anglo, an That's Englishman, right. right in colonial America, of a certain status is the original white man. Most of these people claiming to be white are not descendants of the original Anglo Christians of colonial America. Right. However, they're able to come and claim to be white people. Well, how is it that East Indian people are able to come over and claim to be white? Because I know for a fact, I know some personally that when they came over, they were told to to put that they were um, white. They were Caucasian. Well, I, I don't know ab- about the white thing. But what I do know is that they they're able to claim to be Caucasian. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. Now... There's a difference, believe it or not, between Caucasian and white. Mm-hmm. It has it has been conflated in America. The two have been conflated. But the earlier, if you go to some of the earlier definitions of white person, mm-hmm. you'll see that they exclude the term Caucasian. They'll tell you white a white person is not a Caucasian. Does not include the Caucasian race. Mm-hmm. It's very, very interesting. You can, for those who might be interested in that, like, what are you talking about? Look up the term free white person as defined by the naturalization laws of the United States. According to the naturalization laws of the United States, and remember, I'm talking about people immigrating 
from other countries coming to the United States and becoming white people, white, particularly white. I'm not talking about Caucasian, mm -hmm. but coming to the United States to become, quote unquote, white people or white persons. So when you look up the definition a free white person as it was defined in the earliest 1790 naturalization law what you're going to see is that it tells you that it does not include members of the Caucasian race wow over wow. time it got conflated the two got conflated yeah I don't know don't ask me how it happened uh, yeah. but it happened but it ain't no different than all of a sudden Greeks becoming whites right or, be, or all of a sudden Germans becoming white people because they weren't considered white originally. Right. They weren't considered the true whites. The true white was an Englishman. Mm -hmm. Now, for the purpose of naturalization, they allowed these people. See, see, here's the thing, right? Someone that made, I was talking to a professor once from, from out of Howard University. He was talking about, oh, the Irish people were indeed white because naturalization law says that these people were white people coming to be naturalized. I said, well, that's the naturalization law of the United States saying that. But that's not their identity. See, an Irishman is an Irishman mm -hmm. in Ireland. Mm -hmm. In Ireland, he's an Ir Irishman. Right. A Greek person is a Greek person in Greece. Mm -hmm. He's not white, he's Greek. Right. Same, same thing with the Russian, right? The Russian is a Russian in Russia, but when they come here, they become white people. Right. That's... They become white people based on the bullshit contrivance of whiteness and how it is viewed in American society and based on this old naturalization law that they put that these racist Europeans in this country put into place. But it's fake. Mm -hmm. Even if you look at what's called Federal Directive 15. Right. Federal Directive 15 dealing with ethnicity and race tells you there's a disclaimer. It tells you that those particular classifications, black and white, are not anthropological or scientific in nature. Mm -hmm. If you look at the American Anthropologies Association statement on race, they give you there, there's a there's a piece that I found from them where they had a statement on these colorized racial classifications, and they go into a lot of detail as to why those things are not anthropological or scientific in nature. They break that stuff down. It's mm -hmm. all fake. Right. It's fake. It's all it's all the creation of uh, of uh, European Christian dominance. Right. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot, people. It's a lot. But guess what? It's all researchable. It is all researchable. Man, Indeed. listen. So that's what we're dealing with. I'm going to let you go. That's what we're dealing with, people. European Christian dominance. Christian extremism. Christian terrorism. That's what you're looking at. So every time you talk about white supremacy, that's really what it is. White supremacy is really Christian extremism and Christian terrorism. That is insane. Well, um, you know what? This is something that I know our audience is going to be researching. This is a very, this is an excellent episode. This is something that um, we needed at this time. You know, um, the the black community definitely needs to to hear this 
thing here and also they need to research it and we just need to build more and figure out how can we get this information out even further to more um, of our community members. I also want to take a little bit of time while I have you on and just, um, you know, give a couple of shout outs to people and send a couple, send some love to some uh, people that we personally know and to everybody who, who has grieved in 2020. I know and for, 2021. And 2021, yeah. This year starting off crazy. It is. It is. That's why so, I said hopefully we can have a, a better 2021, but I mean, it's already starting off crazy. And so I would give a, I, I want to first give a shout out to my cousin who just lost his son. Yes. My cousin Jennifer who just lost a 27, 26, 27 year old. old. Mm-hmm. He was, he, I think his birthday was in a few days or something. He was just about to turn 27. Yes. Uh, unfortunate situation. Yeah. Shout out and, and, and love and light to my, to my cousin Jennifer. Yes. Um, Love you. We are here for you. Uh, you know, we spoke earlier today about um, what we're going to do as a family. Uh, also, um, I want to give a shout out to the Fletcher family. Yes. Um, one of our good brothers from the iconic hip hop group Houdini. Yes. Uh, John Ecstasy Fletcher passed away uh, right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm sure the family's still grieving. devastating, still yeah. grieving. And, and you know, um, Brother Jalil from Houdini as well. I sent him my love. Um, and one love to him, one love to the Fletcher family, one love to the whole Houdini family. Yes. Um, I, I also would like to shout out one of um, somebody I consider like a big brother of mine. Um, and another iconic uh, uh, individual by the name of Nile Rogers, yes. who um, has written and produced many um, really big hit records that a lot of us know and love. Some of us have actually grown up on. Um, Mr. Nile Rogers from the group Group Chic yes. um, lost his mother yeah. Uh, just before Christmas as well. Like, I, I think the day after Ecstasy died or something like that, his mom passed away. Wow. You know, so yes. um, so a lot of us, man, you know, you know, shout out to... Um, the Lawson to family. The, K- the Lawson family. Kegler um, family. The Kegler family. We love all of you guys. Uh, you know, it's, it's just been a devastating, devastating year. There's so many people. There's so many people who have gone through it in 2020 and, and um you know i'm praying that 2021 will be better but it, it, it I, i'm not as 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 hopeful i'm praying it will be but we've already are facing a new strain of coronavirus that's supposed to spread even faster than the other one that's right uh, um you know um geez man so there there's a you know the 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 uh the new Congress and the new president is supposed to be working on um, expanding the stimulus, the, the stimulus package mm-hmm. to to be able to help cover Americans a little better as we move forward through this pandemic. Some people call it a plandemic. Right. I, I'm not of that. I'm not of that. Um, that mindset. So I, many I'm conspiracy. Not, yeah. You know. <laughs> 
like you know we did plan this to depopulate the world and blah 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 and i've seen all kinds of things and yeah i'm not of that mindset i'm not of that mindset at all because mm-hmm. this is something that obviously they have no control over and you can depopulate the world already all the way to extinction doing something this crazy man exactly. that doesn't even make any damn sense no. so um no I, i'm not of that mindset but anyway hopefully the democrats um and the, the republicans who are in office can put something together to carry the american people through this thing to the other side as safely as possible you yes. know that's that's mm-hmm. my hope mine too mine too and i also want to recognize um the fact that we lost um Chadwick Bozeman this year. We lost um, oh, yeah. Tiny Liston this year. We lost. Um, it was somebody else that we lost in our um, entertainment community. But it was just so many people yeah. that that um, DJ Lance, which who was one of the That's founding right. DJs in hip hop. Um, I happened to have had the pleasure of. Being a men, being one of the mentors of his son Kahari, so I I want to send love to my student Kahari for um, the loss of your father this year, and um, there's just so many people that that um, that we lost because of the coronavirus, and just I mean, just a terrible year. Yep. You know, but um, just super love to everyone you know who's grieving and who's trying to deal with with um the loss of of life of a loved one you know just as as ali says light and, and blessings to, to everyone but hopefully 2021 will get better right now it's not better because the the, the numbers was the highest yesterday ever with coronavirus is death so I don't know everybody please stay masked up keep your social distancing don't just put one mask on I wear three you don't have to wear three but wear something that is definitely going to try to 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 protect you more so than just the one little tiny thin uh, and and don't be fooled with those little thin fabric um, masks they don't protect you okay you need and if you only have that put two of those on all right and social distancing for me six feet is not far enough you need to be eight feet or more say stay back i love you but stay back okay and when you're going into stores everybody don't put the mask under your nose the thing is to cover your nose and your mouth and if you have those shields to cover your eyes because i feel like you can probably get it through your eyes too because they're saying that the droplets stay in the air for a longer period of time in the winter because the the cold air keeps it suspended. When it gets warmer, the droplets drop to the ground quicker. But right now we're going in, we're into we're in the colder months now, right? So really try to protect yourself if you don't have uh sunglasses or those uh clear goggles that I see a lot of people wearing, nice stylish ones too. I want to get some. They're really nice. The goggles or even the the covering the um the um shield or something to cover yourself along with the mask. You can't just have the shield without the mask on. Wear the mask, the shield. Again, wash your hands all the time. Keep hand sanitizer with you when you're getting in and out of your car. Use the hand sanitizer before you even touching your steering wheel. Just be, try to be super overprotective of yourself. Even if it seems like you're doing too much, we'll do too much. Just do too much because 
you're gonna it's it's not gonna hurt you. It's gonna help you. All right. I want to see everybody in 2022. I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna try to try my best to stay as healthy as possible. I hope to see everybody in 2021 healthy. And let's get through this pandemic. Let's take the precautions we're supposed to take. No gatherings, no partying. We want to be, we'll be able to party in 2022, maybe in 23. But let's stay here long enough to be able to party. But we're in the age of Zoom. We could all Zoom and see each other and talk to each other. You know, they're having um, concerts via uh, the Zoom now and online virtual concerts and DJs are always available. Shout out to DJ S1 for, for and and and, and um, but, uh, what's his name? D Nice and, and all those type of DJs keeping things happy for people that's going through, you know, bad times or whatever and keeping the music going, entertainment going, you know, because everybody is sad right now. This is such a sad time. And the country isn't, isn't, we're in a bad way. So I appreciate the um, our entertainment people doing these things for us and with us. But keep in contact with your family members by, via Zoom. Or if you have iPhones, FaceTime. Or you, you go on right. your, your messenger for Facebook and you can message each other and do it FaceTime wise. You can look at each other and talk. It's the same thing. There's all these different right. free ways of seeing each other and staying healthy. But that's important, everybody. You have to stay on top of this thing so that we can live to see the next year and see our kids grow up and, and grandkids and so forth and so on. But again, thank you, Ali Bay, for being on our show today. Soul Power yeah, Experience. It's been my pleasure. And I want, you know, maybe one day we'll have the whole team come on. It'll be a nice conversation oh, we'll yeah. have with the brothers of Be the Power and, um, ex- you Excellent. know, go even further with what we were doing. Have a, a longer show and really get down into it and maybe even take some calls from people. Yes, indeed. We'll go yes, live indeed. and take calls. Okay, and uh, right. everybody, Happy New Year. And thank you so much for joining our show today, Ali. Brother, thank you no so problem. much. I appreciate you. Appreciate you too, brother. Take care, everybody. All right. Peace. Looking for some Southern-style seafood? Come down to the Lobster Queen, located at the Craftsman's Lounge, 230 Passe Street, Hackensack, with an extensive menu from lobster tail platters to seafood boils. The Lobster Queen has what your taste buds are looking for. Seafood mac and cheese. Deep-fried shrimp platters. Deep-fried okra. Deep-fried salmon fillets. Deep-fried sausage crab sandwiches on a toasted brioche roll with the famous Riri sauce and so much more. Fridays, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Saturdays, 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. Call your orders in for grab and go only. 551-587-3656. Masks and social distancing are enforced. Get your family on down to the Lobster Queen, 230 Passage Street in Hackensack, New Jersey, located in the Craftsman's Lounge. See you there.